Internet Talk Radio. Planet Earth. This is TalkZone.com. You are listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network exclusively on TalkZone.com. This is your competitive advantage, and I'm your host, Tom Tuberkin, and we're continuing our discussion with Jed Jones about sales and marketing. We're talking about pricing, and I had asked you a question, uh, Jed, about uh, the perceived value that pricing can sometimes communicate to clients or to customers. Yes, uh, that's very true. Well, one one common mistake that business owners can make um, is, and I'm and I'm, I'm hoping that the uh, audience here will will uh, benefit from all these common mistakes that other people have made and try to avoid them, of course. But one of the mistakes is. If I bring my price down, I can compete on price, and I will keep uh, being my, my product or service will continue to be bought by my target market. That's a that's a common thought process, and, and there's some truth in that in some cases. Sometimes bringing the price down is absolutely the thing you should do. But we have to remember that uh, when we bring the price down, that can also per- affect how people perceive our product. So uh, if we're the cheapest on the market. Uh, we may also be perceived as the lowest quality on the market, the, uh, the least desirable, and that may not be true. And, and businesses who don't know their true value don't know uh, the comp- what I call the competitive landscape or what competitors are, are va- what, what they're worth. They're the competing products that are taking dollars away from you and going to the po- pockets of a competitor. Um, if, if you know that in certain ways your product is superior, and yet you are trying to play the price game with a key competitor or two uh, based solely on price, um, you're probably selling yourself short, and potentially it can be so it can get so bad that you could actually put yourself or at least that product line right out of business. Because once you bring prices too low, it's hard to bring them back up um, because the, the damage has already been done. There's a perceived value issue. You know, if uh, if Rolls Royce or Mercedes that the highest level Mercedes uh, cars uh, put their cars on sale for one week a year at you know fifteen thousand um, dollars. That would just really hurt their their brand image and the perceived value of the cars because it would be seen as kind of a fire sale. Um, so these these car these companies make money by being perceived as someone. Hey, we're not going to sell very many units per year relative to other companies. But we're, their, their, their margins are quite nice, and in fact, their whole business model depends upon them having a high perceived value. This book that I had talked about before by uh, Michael Porter was saying that one of the ways that you can compete on something other than just price is simply going and talking to your clients, and they will tell you what kind of value they're looking for from your product. And uh, and he makes the case that if you um, talk to these clients, you can generally find ways where they will not only uh, maintain your current price levels, but they will pay you extra money to uh, uh, provide some of this extra added value that your your competitors may not be aware of. I agree with that statement, and again, uh, I think that that implies a, really an ongoing dialogue with one's client base, and it's very easy to uh, want to avoid that because it takes a little extra effort. Um, sometimes we don't want to hear the answer. What if the customer wants to value something that we don't offer? 
Um, we'd, we'd kind of rather keep things the way they are for at least a little bit longer, but that kind of short-term thinking, again, will not keep us competitive. So really the more information, the more market research we can do. By the way, you know, there are websites uh, now that you can either do free or very, very low-cost uh, surveys uh, to clients. You know, you send it to your client base via email, and you can get invaluable information almost for free other than, and, and often for free, other than the time it takes you to build the survey and to collect and compile the results. You can find out wonderful things and, and important things with five questions. And that's something I definitely encourage the listeners to take advantage of. So having said all that, we've talked about pricing, we've talked about branding and some of the other uh, other marketing issues. Let's talk a little bit about how do I promote my product? How do I get the word out? How do I let people know that I exist? Yes, that's a very important, Tom. Um, so two major components of that. One is getting the message right and making sure that before you actually uh, use one of the many media for transmitting your message to the marketplace is making sure that that message is right. And that goes back to our earlier uh, conversation about targeting, messaging, positioning, etc. And that's no simple, that's no trivial task. But um, get the message right. That's the first step. Once you've got the message right, then you need to bring that out to people. And there are a number of, of ways to do that. Uh, the, the, and, I'll, and I'll talk about a, couple, a few of them here. Um, the main differentiator uh, or criteria upon which you would decide which media to use or to leverage would be, of course, the cost to you in, in dollar terms. It would also be the amount of time it takes you, which is also a soft cost or an opportunity cost of your, for your time to, to build those or to participate in those, and also what you're trying to achieve. Um, all of these have an, a factor or play into um, the, uh, the choice for the media. So, you know, the, the most traditional standard answer uh, to your question is, is advertising, and that's still, very, of course, very valid today. Um, the pay, paying someone who has a access to a media, um, uh, a medium such as newspaper, uh, online. If you're going to Google for pay-per-click ads, for example, um, if you're talking about a radio station, these people all have pre-existing relationships with a user base or a listener base, and they've got their attention. So now, what you're doing is sort of piggybacking on top of them by paying them and saying we'd like to get my message about my product or service out to your listeners or readers or, or viewers or users, what have you. Uh, that's really advertising. And by the way, the message that you transmit or the message that you get out to everybody is uh, what will be uh, dependent upon the medium you choose. So you may actually change your message a little bit. Now, you do want to have an integrated message, by the way, across the different media. If you, cho if you choose different media, you want to make sure that your message is integrated and consistent, but the nature of the message, the visuals or the words or combination that you use uh, may change depending on that medium. What you're saying here is that no matter what medium you use, you want the perception on the part of the listener to be the same. Absolutely needs to be consistent, yes. To maintain that brand image. That's absolutely right. You need to build the brand image. And the brand image, by the way, can even come down to if you've got a voice uh, system um, for people calling into your place, uh, a business. You may actually have, you know, background music, or you may have messages there. How you interact with people on the telephone, uh, what your uh, the people that answer your phones, what they say, all that plays into your brand. Uh, some people 
downplay that element because they think, oh, that's just a phone call. But really, that might be your most uh, intimate and direct uh, communication or interaction with your customer. So all of that can play into your brand. Um, now, going over a few of the different uh, options, in addition to advertising, uh, there's something called viral marketing. There are press releases. Uh, you can hold promotions and events. You can also, there are ways to either serendipitously or actively uh, get people to write articles about your business or about you, um, and also positioning yourself as an expert. Um, all of these are important uh, elements of getting the word out, and each one has a different uh, potential effect on your target market. One of the things that I've been especially aware of over the last uh, two to three years especially has been a very uh, dramatic trend in the shift of how we get our information. Um, things like newspapers and even radios, uh, people are much more tuned into their computer now. Um, you know, five years ago, viral marketing was not a, was not something we'd heard. Absolutely. Um, the way communication and information travels today is so much quicker, and for the obvious reason of the Internet, uh, but also even text messages and uh, various uh, telecommunications technologies apart from the Internet, all have a, a powerful effect on the information flow. Um, viral marketing is a way for information uh, to travel, and of course where the term comes from, it travels much like uh, a contagious disease might uh, only, of course, in a much, hopefully, in a, in a good way, um, where you're actually getting the word out. But it doesn't happen through, it's not an advertising medium. It's not something where somebody uh, always consciously starts it, but, of course, it can be consciously started. Another, another metaphor for viral marketing is like starting a fire. Again, these are kind of unsavory metaphors, uh, both contagion and fire, but they both imply something that sort of is out of control, um, not in the control of any one person, or entity, but if it's started in the right way, it can really have uh, very beneficial effects for, for an advertising campaign. Jed, we're going to pause for a word from our sponsors, and uh, when we return, we'll be talking about how to successfully sell your product and your services in today's market. And by the way, once more, if you'd like to contact Jed directly, you're going to find his profile and his complete contact information on our show page at TalkZone.com. You're listening to the Mentoring Success Group Radio Network, sponsored by TopSportSupplies.com. Remember, it's your adventure. Now is the time of year to begin planning your outdoor expeditions for the coming summer season. While you're at it, don't forget to visit www topsportsupplies.com Whether you're planning an expedition in a wilderness area or an adventure to a remote corner of your backyard, Top Sport Supplies has over 19,000 tents, backpacks, apparel, binoculars, hunting equipment, camping, and outdoor gear in stock. Best of all, you can shop from the comfort and the convenience of your home or desk. TopSportsSupplies.com offers free shipping within the U.S. for every order over $50. TopSportsSupplies.com, it's your adventure. Do you feel like your business is running you right into the ground? Do you always seem to have more questions than answers? 
Every month, the Business Performance Analysis Engine at www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com asks you a series of detailed questions about every aspect of your business. Your answers are carefully calculated and compared against your competitors, and you get a confidential diagnostic report that shows you where your strengths are. Specific weaknesses and business issues are prioritized for you to focus on during the following month. We compare your performance to your peers and your competitors from around the world. And now, exclusively for our listening audience, you can get half off of our regular monthly subscription rate. Simply use the code RADIO when you sign up, and we'll take half off of the monthly subscription rate. www.mentoringsuccessgroup.com